I think the Democrats want what's happening in Afghanistan. What? Yes. I think they like it. As a matter of fact, I think they planned it. If you read the interview that Donald Trump gave to the New York Post, he clearly says, our plan. See, now everyone's saying, oh, well, you know, here's a bunch of tweets of, of Trump saying we should get out. Lots of people were saying we should get out. Conservatives, progressives, libertarians, some establishment figures, there's still an argument. There's always going to be a faction who thinks the world only functions if we have a military presence. Right? We're still in we're still in Korea. We're still in Korea. We're still in Germany. And the argument there is that that's for tactical response, readiness. Right? You think about Benghazi, we have the 173rd Airborne in Vincenza, Italy. There's always the thought that we have to have bases around the world so we can quickly respond to threats to our interests. And then there's another theory that says by putting bases around the world, we create the threats to our interests. And therein lies the back and forth between the Monroe Doctrine and the world police. Monroe Doctrine basically said, let's just limit ourselves to the affairs of the Western Hemisphere. So we wouldn't be dealing with Korea as much as we'd be dealing with, let's say, Cuba. And some people argue Fortress America. That the military's best place is here at home. Defending against threats to the homeland. Then there's the argument, well, if they're, wait, The best thing we could do is make sure there are no threats to the homeland by keeping a presence elsewhere and nipping it in the butt. And each has its merits and each has its flaws. But Donald Trump said his plan. His plan was to remove the civilians first. That's American civilians and allied civilians, meaning Afghans who worked as interpreters, or in the embassy, or at the Kabul airport, or that worked alongside the military, people that may have been informants. In other words, people that worked, that risked their lives to work alongside the U.S. government, whether the civilian side or the military side. Airlift those people out. Then begin the final withdrawal, then ultimately destroy all of the bases and remaining equipment that's not going to be shipped home. That actually made sense. That's not what Biden did. Biden withdrew air support in the dead of night. Biden began to slow resupply to the Afghan military. That's chaos. Then we started choppering people back and forth, and you have this this dummy, Jake Sullivan. Do you remember what I said yesterday about the so-called smart people? Jake Sullivan is exactly one of those people. He went to Yale University and got a degree in international studies and then all of a sudden became a national security advisor. Never having a role in national security. Read papers, write papers, speak about papers, join a campaign. All of a sudden, you're a national security expert. You've never gone downrange. You've probably never even met someone who's gone downrange. 
But now you're a national security expert. That's who I'm talking about comes up with these plans. Again, there's an upside and a downside to civilian control of the military. People like Ben Rhodes and Jake Sullivan are the downside. Because they advise the people that ultimately make the decisions, but they have no basis other than their academic pedigrees. You know, we complain about people who leave the military and go into think tanks or go get on boards of directors of defense contractors and the such. At least those people have a modicum of experience. I'm not saying anybody should be the be-all, end-all, have an opinion that's above reproach. But when you literally just have people with an academic background who've never had a day of experience doing any of these things, You want to know why the plans fail? Because they make them. It's the same thing in economics. It's the same thing in healthcare. It's the same thing in anything. No rational person in the private sector would put these people in charge of things. But anyway, we're going to be told now there needs to be endless airlifts from Afghanistan into the United States. While we're also being told there needs to be an open border. Can't have it both. We, we, we cannot airlift every single person out of Afghanistan who doesn't want to be there. And by the way, isn't it so heartwarming to see an airplane full of military-age males? How many women and children did they stampede over to get into that aircraft? But look at the benefit right now for the Democrats. They could airlift ten, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people into the U.S. Oh, boy. Affirmatively furthering fair housing, the Green New Deal, they could pockmark them all over the place. Are we vetting these people? Or is it first come, first serve? Is it the Biden Airlines super saver fare? You take an aircraft that's supposed to hold 150 people and you put 600 people on it? By the way, where are those people going to the bathroom? Notice they're not social distancing or wearing masks. Nobody's checking their vaccine cards. Where are these people going to go? Are we going to airlift a quarter million people into the United States? How many of these people are we going to have to provide health care to? Free education, subsidized housing. Is anything working in this administration, by the way? Anything. Is there anything that's not a crisis? Is there anything that's functioning well under Biden's leadership? Anything at all? Remember when the really smart people on TV? Remember when the really smart people on TV, on CNN and MSNBC, were mocking Donald Trump as this amateur on foreign policy? First, they hated the idea of Rex Tillerson. Then they loved the idea of Rex Tillerson once he left the administration. But he picked an oil man. Oh, my God. An oil man to be secretary of state. They mocked him endlessly as this amateur. He doesn't know. He's the the apprentice guy. He didn't get an international studies degree from Yale. He didn't go to Georgetown. He didn't work on the Clinton campaign. He wasn't a failed novelist that somehow became the closest advisor to Barack Obama, Ben Rhodes. But think about this. Joe Biden's second major foreign policy initiative, first being the border, is equally a disaster. And if you want a little perspective here, Joe Biden was 
involved in foreign policy the last time Americans had a flea of failed state and choppers. Think about that. We were told this man was the steady hand. He had experience in all the relevant committees, judiciary, foreign affairs, foreign relations. He was part of the august body and a vice president for eight years. Count him, eight years. If you want an analogy, everything around Biden is kind of like watching Hunter Biden. Everything that's going on right now is Hunter Biden. But the Democrats love this. They can claim there's a humanitarian crisis. And they'll say, how many people do we need to move to this town or that congressional district and over there? Let's bring in a quarter million people from Afghanistan. Hell, let's make it a million people. They won't secure the border. We're airlifting people out right now. Where they're going, I have no idea. And instead of the me, well, the, 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 the media can't hide this one. But it's chaos. Everything Biden has touched has turned to absolute chaos. And playing the I'm going to blame Trump card is not working anymore. You're in charge. The military answers to you. You're the one executing the plan. Wintick 695 Patriot 9572874. How many people are we bringing into the United States? How many? We're going to see images of doughy eyed little girls like we always do with the border. And some people are going to jump up and down. Conservatives, maybe even veterans. But we have to, Andrew. They worked for the military. Yes, those people are fine. We should bring in the interpreters and their families. We should bring in the medics and their families. We should bring in the people that risked life and limb to work for the United States and their families. We should bring in the people who, if we leave behind, will eventually be slaughtered by the Taliban, no matter what they're saying right now, Taliban. By the way, watching them ride around in bumper cars and work out in the gym, very heartwarming. Just a bunch of fun little rascals they are. Of course, of course they're promising the international media that they're not going to slaughter people and they're going to provide security and equal rights for women. Today, give it three months. Give it six months. Are you going to be paying attention to this by Thanksgiving? So yes, there are people we absolutely have to airlift out of there. If they contributed to our security and our government, But if we're just going to airlift anyone that shows up at the airport, if we're just going to fill aircraft and continue to airlift people into the United States, where are they going to go? Where are they going to work? How are they going to support themselves? Andrew, humanitarian crisis. Well, there's a humanitarian crisis in Central America. There's a humanitarian crisis in South America. And there's a humanitarian crisis in Africa. There's a humanitarian crisis in the Middle East. Now there's a humanitarian crisis in Afghanistan. We're going to bring every single human being from around the world, wherever there's a humanitarian crisis, 
where women don't have equal rights. You know, it's funny the people that are crying a river right now are the same people that say Israel is an oppressive state. Let me let you in on a little secret. You could be a gay Arab vegan walking down the street holding hands with your boyfriend who's a Christian in Israel and still be protected by the law. Try that under the Taliban. Or any other Islamic Republic for that matter. Weintick 695 Patriot 9572874. Where's the squad? Where's the squad? Where's Rashida Tlaib? Shouldn't she be shooting her mouth off about women and girls right now? What about Ilhan Omar? They've got something to say about oppression all over the place, especially Israel. They're always talking about how oppressive Israel is. But when a bunch of Muslim men come rolling in and beauty salons have to start covering up just the pictures of women, we don't hear anything from them. Have you seen these images? People are so afraid of the Taliban. Over the past 20 years, salons have opened up in Kabul. Advertising, hair, makeup, you know, the usual. And now they have to cover up their advertisements because women cannot be seen without a head covering. And I haven't heard one word from the squad about women and girls. That's impressive. All of a sudden, they've got nothing to say about women and girls. Weintick 695 Patriot 9572874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot.